Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 37, if you counted all of them, and I don't know why you would want to count all of them in a row, but that's 187 episodes of pure enjoyment and beer. I'm Craig. My name is Britt. And Britt, after a lovely week off, we are back, and it's almost the draft. So let's let's plug why we've been taking what we've been doing during our times off. In order to kind of relax our brain meats and give ourselves a break from um, the work of preparing for another football season, which as much as we love is a lot of work. It's a, it's a labor of love. Um, Craig and I have been engaging in virtual farming um, on Twitch, <laughs> yes. um, which we'll probably put up on the on the Twitter page at some point, a link to each of our Twitter, uh, our Twitch feeds rather. Um, and yeah, you know, we've been doing some virtual farming, so we won't be able to do it during the off season, but you know, I mean, so during the on season, but during the off season, you know, when there's not a ton going on, it's nice to take a few, a few days off and, and just do some lighthearted streaming. It's funny because what do we do when we don't have to record a podcast? We do a live stream. So we're on the air, air quotes, no matter what we do. It's just kind of like, Jesus, don't you guys just like, you know, watch TV and shit? I mean, come on. <laughs> Nah, not no. Sometimes, not a lot. Yeah, sometimes. Which is another thing. Are you caught up on like all the stuff that needs to be watched? Have you seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Have you seen Invincible? Where are you? I'm I'm nowhere. I'm, I'm oh, I have a lot to you. catch up on. Well, you'll have some time to do it later on. But you know, what? I'm getting ahead of ourselves. Let's start where we always start. Craig, what are you drinking tonight? So tonight, I have a lovely beer that's almost like drinking orange juice. And I'm sorry, there's no sound effect. Uh, oh, because here. I got you. Hold on. Keep talking. Because <laughs> there's no sound effect because I opened it already. Right. Uh, so this is a beer that I gave you. <clears throat> this is the uh, beer from Omnipolo, which was done through 12% Brewing. What was it called again? It's the... Now, I'm going to I'm gonna pronounce it wrong, so I'm sorry. So it's the Fatamagori Gana. Yes. Oh, my God. I liked that. It's F-A-T-A-M-O-R-G... A.M.? Yeah. Yeah. And and it was like, it was written like on the side of the can. Yeah. Yeah. The Nelson Suvan edition. Which I was shocked. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of a lot of different hop blends and Nelson is not one I usually like. Mm-hmm. So, but I liked that beer a lot. It was good. It's very, it's, I don't want to say thick, but it's, it has a full mouth feel. That's, it that's, does, has all, a, that's it the has phrase a, I'll use. It has a very heavy, it, it does. The flavor kind of punches you in the mouth and it feels in your mouth almost like the consistency of like a lighter orange juice. Mm-hmm. You know, it's thicker than water. It's not like drinking a stout, um, those kinds of things. Yeah. So yeah, that was very good. So have you, you've, you've tried it, right? You've had one of these before. before yes, you I, have. Okay, I have. I so. have. It's very good. Very good. And my beer tonight, I am having a beer tonight. I am drinking Feelin' Juicy by Dockside Brewing. Um, I said to my wife this morning, I said, I am not going to cook tonight. I said, we must pick a restaurant and go. And she said, well, give me some ideas. And I tossed out two or three, and she immediately responded with Dockside. (laughs) And I'm like, all right, fine by me. So we went and had, uh, she tried a, a couple of beers. She tried their anniversary ale. I think it's called Lucy in the Sky. It's a Baltic porter. Let wow. me tell you, you ever have a Baltic porter before? <clears throat> Not that I know of. Have you ever heard the term Baltic porter before? I've heard the term, but I've never, I don't think I've ever had one. 
Okay, I had never heard it before this, nor had I had one. Let me tell you what a Baltic Porter is. Sure. It's a, it's a fucking stout. <laughs> it sounds like one. <laughs> it's like a stout that dressed up as like a, a, a porter for Halloween is what it was. Like she put, it's like, okay, that's really dark. It's stout. Like it doesn't look as thick as a stout in the glass. I took one little sip of it and it screamed stout. It was heavy. It took, and I'm not even exaggerating when I say this, it felt like it took 30 seconds to get from the bottom of my throat to my stomach. It was just <laughs> creeping down my esophagus. If you like stouts and you like that coating feeling, mm-hmm. the thicker stouts give you, mm-hmm. fantastic. Good flavor. It had a very cocoa-y, vanilla-y flavor. It was really solid. If you like stouts, I'm not a stout guy. You would love it. Hmm. You would absolutely love it. You know, I, I still haven't the been there <clears throat> in, well, in general. We're planning a trip as soon as we're all vaccinated. We're in the home stretch. Within the next month, everyone will be vaccinated, and then we can go out there and 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 have some have some drinks. Our contributor Sean, his day job is five minutes from there. I live ten minutes from there. Would love to. We sat outside. I mean, it's only like sixty degrees out, but it was nice enough to sit outside and have a beer and have some dinner, and that was nice. This was funny. Really quick before we get into our stuff tonight. So they they handed us on the menu. There's a drink menu and a food menu. The food menu is two pages. Okay. The drink menu in this place is four. Okay. So that should tell you where their priorities are. (laughs) But one of the pages in the drink menu was replaced with a notice from the state of Connecticut letting us know that as part of the executive orders allowing places that serve alcohol to reopen, we had to order food. It then proceeded to give us a state definition of what it meant to order food. Huh. And I'm like, should someone who doesn't know what food means and is old enough to legally order a drink actually be allowed to have a beer? Because (laughs) this was pretty straightforward. And it's like, you must be offered a substantial meal. And I'm like, okay, you can't, you can't drink four beers and eat a bag of chips is what they're saying. Exactly. Except, but it listed it out. Substantial meal includes meals that must be eaten with utensils such as a knife and fork <laughs> or handheld things that are, are consistent with being described as a meal. For example, a hamburger or pizza. I'm like, seriously? Yeah. At one, at one point, the term, like, I think the term was substantial dessert was on this thing. I'm like, listen, I just want a salad. I can eat the salad with a fork. Will that make the state of Connecticut happy? Can I have a beer now? <laughs> well, it depends. What was in the salad? Is it just lettuce? Then maybe not. I had a chicken Caesar. All right. There's some protein in it. Then I guess you're okay. Well, but I had to stab it with a fork. That meets the first definition. That's true. That is true. I mean, at one point it was listing appetizers that met the definition. I'm like, hmm. I oh think you have to order more than one appetizer. Well, it, nachos. By itself, apparently, nachos and stuffed pretzels. Okay. So of course, for the examples, they're taking stuff off their own menu. Right. Because they're not going to pass up an opportunity to advertise <laughs> their own stuff here. Exactly. Well, you don't want a salad or a burger or some pizza. You know, you could get away with the appetizer if you picked the right one, like the stuffed pretzels or the loaded nachos. Wink, wink. Wait, exactly. <laughs> wink, wink, shove, shove. I mean, all that didn't happen was a person reading it over my shoulder and pointing at them on the menu. I mean... Connecticut, chill the F out. Okay. All right. Football stuff. So much to talk about. We are two weeks from the draft. 
Mm -hmm. If, if schedule holds up, we will have at least one more episode because next week is probably going to be a farming week. I'm already getting texts from the people who watch us farm on Twitch asking where the hell the farming is. So we are probably, we'll do, let's talk some draft stuff before we get into the draft stuff. You know what? Let's do burning hot takes because there's, there's a couple of things that happened in the news that we should probably talk about, right? And we should just we can just talk about them off the top of our head. Yeah. So I'm throwing this out. Do you want to go give or receive? Seeing as I'm throwing it out, you get the choice. Um, I will give. What do you got for me? Uh, so you may or may not have seen this, but the Browns have signed someone to a very large contract. I saw that he signed. I didn't see the details, so talk to me. So it looks like it's about $10 million for, and if you don't know who we're talking about, we're talking about Mr. Clowney. Uh, the Baby Browns Clowney. have signed him. It's a Brown. Yes. Now, here's the thing. The Browns now have, and people are making a big deal out of this, and I want to know if you think it matters. The Browns okay. now have three number one overall picks on their roster in Clowney, Mayfield, and Miles Garrett. Interesting. Does it matter for the Browns? I think the signing matters for the Browns a great deal. I think the Browns looked around at their team this year and said to themselves, we were really, a, we were really stopping the Chiefs away from going to the AFC Championship game, and we think we could have beaten the Bills. Mm -hmm. Is that reality? Maybe, maybe not. Are they on the upswing? I don't see how you can argue that they're not on the upswing. They're, this team, this franchise is absolutely on the upswing. So if they're looking around and saying, okay, we feel like we have the pieces on offense, so what are we worried about? Well, we're worried about the Kansas City offense because, geez, it's like a juggernaut. And then they watch Tampa Bay shut it down. Mm -hmm. And how did Tampa Bay shut down the Chiefs' offense? They prevented. Mahomes from escaping and they played tight defense in the secondary. Jadavian Clowney is going to allow you to put pressure on the quarterback and help you get sacks. And so that's a great sign. If, if your thinking is our biggest, um, our biggest problem is the Kansas city chiefs, which if you're in the AFC, I don't know how you think anything differently. If you're thinking there that the chiefs are the team to beat, then Jadavian Clowney makes a ton of sense for the Browns. A ton of sense. What are your thoughts? No, that does. And, you know, Cinch is going to disagree with me. I don't hate the Browns. I just feel like the Browns are almost on par with the Bengals and where they, like, they sign good people. There's, like, good intentions and plans. And then it just it just falls apart. You don't like Baker Mayfield. Admit I that. don't like Baker Mayfield. I never said I don't like the Browns as a team. Right. Right. So there's that. that. But uh, the Browns, the 2020 Browns, were Baker Mayfield. They were. In a lot of ways. They were. So. So I don't know. I, I just feel like they're just they're just going to find a way to screw it up. That's my that's just my impression from watching the AFC North for so long. So, yeah, we'll see. Well, that's you know what? They, the AFC North. And I, I'm sorry, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to bitch about your team for a second and your, your division. They have routinely, for like the last 10 years, found a way to just not get it done. The Ravens got better and couldn't get over the hump. They got eliminated early in the playoffs in 2019. The mm -hmm. Steelers go out there, and they look like world beaters the first 10 games of the season, 
and then have an early exit against a team that they know well against the, the Browns and a team that not only do they know well, but they know they're better than. They know they have more talent. I and people since said this to me the other day in our chat. You know, he's like, Britt, do you 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 really just hate the, the Steelers? I don't hate the Steelers. They're poorly coached and they're not this shining star organization that the league wants to think they are. That's my problem with them. I don't hate them. I think Mike Tomlin is an overrated coach. I think their marriage to Big Ben has been a complete and total disaster. You know what it is? It's like the Cowboys' marriage to Romo. Hmm. Well, he's that, one of the that. best five quarterbacks <laughs> in the league. He can't win you a playoff game. Well, he, Big Ben has a title. He has one. He has one title on a team that has been a perennial playoff team mm-hmm. forever. Mm-hmm. They can't get over the hump. So I, I understand that. I understand your, your thoughts on the Browns. So, but yeah, I think I think it's a big signing. I think this this does this worries me as a Chief fan. It does. It worries me as a Chief fan. All right, for you. Okay. Since last we spoke, Sam Darnold was traded. Yes, he was. <laughs> Sam Darnold goes to the Carolina Panthers for three. Count them three draft picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number three overall pick into no, that's uh. Uh, a sixth rounder this year and a second rounder and a fourth rounder in 2022. Okay. Did Carolina overpay for Sam Darnold? Uh, you know, with the other people that they have, and now that they have a new, new coaches in place, uh, maybe not. Maybe this is the, this is the year that, you know, we're actually going to see this Sam Darnold that everyone was expecting because, I, I can't go off of Sam's career with between Bulls and Gase coaching him. Considering Bulls was a def, is a defensive guy and Gase is not a quarterback whisperer that everyone said he is. Which Adam I don't Gase even know where that came from. Adam is not a good coach. <laughs> Can we just say that? Adam, Adam Gase is not Some a good Some people just coach. need to stay coordinators or position coaches. That's yeah. That's it, you know? And then, you know, there was the whole mono issue, so we can't even really count that year. But, yeah, you know, well, especially with the... him him playing with Robbie Anderson again, so that already gives them chemistry, and then he's going to have Christian McCaffrey behind him. So, so it, the other part of the question, and this just came out in the last hour or so, okay, is that Ian Rappaport is now reporting that Teddy Bridgewater has not reached out to Sam Darnold. Um, and that before the trade was announced, the Panthers told Bridgewater it was coming, and Bridgewater said, I want to trade. Hmm. Yeah, I, you know, quarterbacks are one of those positions, right? I I get it. I kind of, I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. You know, do you have to be rude about it with a player? Because, you know, Sam Darnold didn't say, hey, trade me to the Panthers. No, Maybe but not. he he's definitely not unhappy getting out of the Jets. He's not unhappy going right. somewhere else because he feels like he. And I, I can we agree on that? We just we just talked about how Gase is not what we thought or what the Jets thought he would be. Can we just agree that a change of scenery is good for Sam Darnold? Uh, yeah, I think I think he has a chance to reboot his career. Yeah, so. that's how I look at it too. Now here's my thing, and this is my part of this. Teddy Bridgewater has accomplished nothing. 
This mm-hmm. would be like me demanding a trade because they took hamburgers off of the cafeteria <laughs> menu. I don't have any Super Bowls. I mean, let's 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 look at Teddy Bridgewater's stuff. Okay. Pulling up his stuff right now on the fly. We're doing it live. Yep. Okay. Teddy Bridgewater is 28 years old. Mm-hmm. He's been in the league since 2014. Wow, that seems so long ago. Yeah. He's only started double-digit games three times. 12 games started in Minnesota in 2014, his rookie year. And he threw for 2,900 yards and 14 touchdowns and 12 interceptions. That was his rookie year. Yeah. Okay. The next year, he was the full-time starter. Okay. He went 6-6 six and six in those games, by the way. The next year, he was the full-time starter. He threw for 3,200 yards, 14 touchdowns, and 9 interceptions. He went to the Pro Bowl. Okay. 2016, doesn't play because injury. Mm-hmm. 2017, he's the backup. 2018. Saints. No, no, that's Minnesota. Then 2018, he goes to the Saints. Mm-hmm. He plays one game and loses. 2019, he starts five games for the Saints, goes 5-0, and but still throws only nine touchdowns in five games and two interceptions. And then last year in Carolina, four, 15 starts, he goes 4-11. and So as a starter, mm-hmm. he's 26-23. and I'm sorry, no, that's not a starter. That's all games. He's 26-23. and with 53 touchdowns and 36 picks. Yeah. I can't, we, we can't really blame the Panthers for trying to look somewhere else. And I can blame Teddy Bridgewater for sitting there going, man, I'm too good for this. Trade me. Are you kidding? I mean, he was good his second year and then he got hurt and then it just went downhill. And if you think about it, 2015 was really the year he, he's a, he was a scrambler back then. Mm-hmm. He was a scrambler. That was that was a year where scrambling was king. That was you know, I just I'm just I look at this and I'm like, on what basis are you sitting there and saying to me, I need I need to be I need to be traded and I deserve to be traded. I, I just I'm pulling up the yardage numbers from 2015. Okay. Okay. So 2015 he was a Pro Bowler, right? Yeah. Where are you? Oh, look at that. So he was a pro bowler, right? Mm-hmm. Where do you think he was in total yardage thrown if among is all quarterbacks? That year? That or... year. Just that year. <sighs> he threw for 3,200 yards. Uh, I don't Wow. I, I don't know. 10th? 22nd. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 22nd. Teddy Bridgewater. Same year. Touchdowns thrown. 26th. Mm-hmm. He was 26th in touchdowns thrown. Wow. I, I don't <laughs> see where people are like, oh, my God, I this guy is I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I guess he I mean, I guess he could be upset because he finally got a starting job again after three seasons of not starting. So, but he went four and eleven. But he did go four and eleven and he had eleven interceptions. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. The last time he was good, <laughs> Todd Gurley was the rookie of the year. That's not a joke. Todd Gurley was the offensive rookie of the year in 2015. Oh, man. Yeah. I. But, but we're missing one thing. He is better than somebody in a key statistic. Okay. 
he did not lead the league in interceptions in 2015. Oh, good. Do you know who did? Uh, 2015. Correct. I don't know. Blake Bortles. <laughs> Blake Bortles <laughs> threw 18 interceptions, 17 of which were tipped in the air and intercepted and ran back. It was not his fault. <laughs> Oh, man. How does he not have a starting job? He had an interception job? rate of 3%. <laughs> 3% of Blake Bortles' passes in 2015 were intercepted. Do you know who was worse? Who? Ben Roethlisberger, 3.4%. <laughs> you know who was worse than that? Andrew Luck, 4.1%. Do you know who the worst in the league was? Peyton Manning. Those guys are supposedly <laughs> Hall of Famers, right? Peyton Manning's in the Hall. Ben Roethlisberger's in the Hall. Andrew Luck would have been in the Hall, except he gave up. <laughs> so that means Blake Bortles, better than all three of them. In an exception percentage, Blake Bowles in the whole play. There it is. Oh, Got to find man. a way to sneak it in, folks. You do. You do. Gotta That's why. And, yep. And Deb is like, oh, Jesus, the stupid freaking voice again. So hi, Deb. <laughs> hi, Deb. She hates when I do the Blake Bowles voice. She hates it. Yeah, but that's who the studio is named after. So, you know. That's right. I'm still coming from the Frank Gore Memorial <laughs> Extension Studios. Although, once we're vaccinated, we got to do a reunion show. Oh, right? we, we definitely have to. We've been doing shows to. remotely for over a year now. We have to. There's the, I mean, this works. It works fine. But I don't know. In person, the dynamic is, is different. You know what? You know what the, the cincher was? And pardon, the, pardon the expression cincher. But <laughs> cinch. When cinch wrote to us and went, I don't like not being in the room with you guys when we record as a group. I'm like, that is the last straw. <laughs> That is it. When he's sitting there saying it, this is a different dynamic when we're not in the same room, it's a different dynamic. Yep. All right, so the, the end result is Blake Bortles had a better <laughs> interception rate than two Hall of Famers and a guy who probably would have been in the Hall of Fame. And by the way, in 2015, only one quarterback had more touchdowns than him, and that was Tom Brady. Really? Well, that's not really that big of an accomplishment. It must have been an off year because he's tied with Eli Manning for second. <laughs> so Eli's one good year. Was that 2015? Was that the was that the New England 16 game season? No, they went 12 no. before that season. I'm looking at it now. No, OK, never mind. All right. Yeah. So I don't remember how we went down this rabbit hole. Teddy Bridgewater. He's upset. He's have, he's upset and wants to be traded. That's how we got he here. Can, he could be as upset as he wants to be. He does not. That I'm sorry, he has not earned that. So, all right, last one's back to you. What do you got? Uh, so back to me. Um, and I just I just sent this to everyone, so you may have seen it already. Uh, so Aaron Darnold of the Rams. Uh, Aaron alleg- Donald. Aaron Donald, allegedly, because yeah. I have to say allegedly, uh, was in some type of bar brawl, <sighs> and a someone at the bar at. I think it's, they said it happened at 2 a.m. He has a huge black eye and a concussion. So, really, my question to you is, is this three... Is, so, who's going to step in first, the NFL or the Rams? Because the Rams said they're aware of something that happened. The Rams are going to convince... Oh, my God, I'm looking at the pictures right now. Yeah, right? Um... The Rams need to step in so that the NFL doesn't and just let the legal take its place. Put him on put him on paid suspension until the legal gets done, because the attorney is saying he's going to file criminal charges. He's going to mm. push the Pittsburgh police to get criminal charges filed. Um, all I can think about when I read about this is it happened somewhere between April 10th and 11th. And the reason I say that is because it was during the overnight. 
and supposedly between 3 and 4 a.m. Um, I don't know if you've ever watched uh, Pardon the Interruption. It actually was one of my favorite sports talk shows when I had time to actually watch sports talk shows. And Tony Kornheiser used to have a very easy expression for this. Nothing good happens at 3 a.m. <laughs> so why do you go out and stay out until 3 a.m.? That's that's a good question. And he used to say it all the time. People like these things that happen when Des Bryant would get into problems at clubs and they had to like send him with an entourage, things like that. These things don't happen at 9, 10 o'clock. They don't happen at dinner. They That's happen true. in the middle of the night. So if you know as an NFL player that this is a bad thing at 3 a.m., why in the holy hell do you stay out till 3 a.m.? And, and here's the thing. Let's presume for a minute. We need to let the legal play out. Right. But let's presume for a minute that Aaron Donald did nothing wrong. Let's presume that this was a provoked situation with some guy who smelled an opportunity to get his name in the press and to get maybe a uh, civil lawsuit going against a guy who had a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Let's presume that. Okay. Be smarter than that guy. Don't be out at 3 a.m. Don't start a fight with a guy at 3 a.m. who looks like he wants to just take your money. I yeah. remember I remember the old movie. Uh, oh, God. I'm drawing a blank <laughs> it's so on old it you forgot the name. Yep. Demi Moore <laughs> and Burt Reynolds. She played a stripper. Uh, yeah, damn it. I want to say it was it was called Strip Club or something like that. Maybe uh, there you go. You were close. Strip you were close. 1996. <clears throat> One of the guys in that, I think it's the guy who, I think it's Ving Rames actually plays the doorman and he's constantly looking for quick, get rich schemes. And he like, at one point he takes a dead cockroach and he stirs it into a cup of yogurt and says, he's going to call the company and say he found <laughs> it in his yogurt. There are people, it, it, that's an extreme example and it's from pop culture, but there are people out there like that. And those people, you've got to be careful of them. They're looking for the quick buck. I'm not going to sit here and presume that Aaron Donald is blameless because you know what? At the very least, you shouldn't be out at 3 a.m. when you know this is a possibility. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at. <clears throat> no, exactly. I was I was going to... I pretty much... I, I agree with you completely on that one. So... I just... I don't understand... No, just like what happened with um, who was it on the Chiefs? Was it the Chiefs? He came he came out of his uh, hotel room in the hallway and then pushed that girl or whatever. Oh my God! What's his name? Kareem Hunt. There you go. Kareem Hunt. All he has to do. <laughs> and is he was stay with like ten people. <laughs> stay in the hotel room. <laughs> you don't have to do anything but just stay away from whatever's happening in the hallway. And that's the thing. In the video where that released, we clearly saw security present. Mm-hmm. It's not like he didn't have security. He had, air quotes, people to handle this. Yep. Then he come so, out of his room in like a robe or something, too? <laughs> yes. I think it was like in a smoking jacket. <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> anyway. All right. Enough of that. Just be enough smarter. Just be smarter. Be smarter. All right, we've wasted half an episode just talking about beer and, and, and late, latest news. Let's talk about the draft a little bit. Okay. 
we will have one more episode before we do the draft so we can we can do a deep dive or maybe we can get one of our contributors in to talk about the draft as well but this year we decided and by we i mean i kind of told craig <laughs> i wanted him to focus on players and player names i wanted to focus on the process i'm the analytics guy in this not that craig isn't good at analytics because he is but i'm the guy who sits there and goes well the bears have never taken a quarterback before the fourth pick ever so blah blah blah. you know i'm the guy who looks at the analytics so i was like craig take care of the player names i'm gonna focus on the analytics done right so that's where I want to kind of go with this tonight. The analytics I referenced, I, I stole, stole as air quotes because it's publicly available and it's free on their site, ESPN's draft rankings. And I cross-referenced it. Any player who was 90 plus, I put up as a top rank. Anyone who was 80 to 90, I put up as a secondary. And that way I created a pool of individuals that I think are the best players in the draft. Mm-hmm. How many of those people are there? Well, you know what? I didn't do that number, so I'll do it now. <laughs> we will do it live. I have it in the spreadsheet here. Let me just drag this really quick. So the number of people that ESPN has at at least 80 is 65 across all positions. Okay. That's what? The first two rounds? The, in theory? Yeah, just about. If you draft specifically off of rating, it's the first two rounds. I then went and found that the Action Network has a publicly available NFL draft team needs page where it says, here's the team, here's their primary need, here's their secondary need, here's their ancillary needs, and here's things they don't need. And I cross-referenced it. So how many teams need quarterbacks Versus how many decent quarterbacks are out there? Okay. How many teams want wide receivers versus how many are available? To find where the hard value is and where people are going to be drafting. Well, the best player available is a running back, but there's six of them in the same grouping, but only one offensive guard. That team needs both. They're probably drafting offensive guard. Right, yeah, that that makes sense when you look at numbers that way. Mm-hmm. Right, so with that in mind, that's where I'm coming from tonight. I'm looking at what I expect in terms of um, the draft order. So here's what I found. The what I created a number I call the differential, which is the number of teams that needs need a position versus the number of immediate available players, and I did okay. it on two different levels primary so how many teams need a tight end versus how many tight ends are really available and the strong the weakest position is offensive tackle there are 19 teams in the league that have offensive tackle listed as a primary need but there is only seven of them with a rating of 80 or higher okay so this is is was this like madden ratings same idea. <laughs> no, no. This was ESPN's draft ratings. Okay. This was ESPN's draft grades. Whatever Mel Kiper awakes from his slumber after he <laughs> sucks the blood of a virgin and feels a little bit better, this was whatever ranking that he and Todd McShay came up with. Okay. 
<laughs> so offensive tackle is going to be highly, highly valued when all things are equal. The problem is in the NFL, never is all things equal. No. So what? So you right now, asking you, Craig, what is the position people are going to draft first? I, like as in the first picks or? In general, what do people value? What position do people value in the draft above all others? Quarterback. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my logic doesn't apply to any team that needs something that's that does not apply to teams that are going to overvalue quarterbacks or value quarterbacks higher, whether you agree with it or not. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars, they have a quarterback as a primary need. New York Jets, quarterback as a primary need. San Francisco 49ers are drafting in the three-hole. Action Network lists the quarterback as the primary need. I'm shocked by that, but they do. Atlanta Falcons at the Atlanta Falcons at the four-hole. The Action Network puts quarterback as a primary need. That blew mm. my mind. <sighs> you disagree with that? Tell me. Talk to me. So here's. I, so we discussed this uh, earlier in our thread, but the Atlanta Falcons are the keystone to the first round of the draft because no one knows what they're going to do. Uh-huh. Because when you look at the cap numbers, they can't get rid of Matt Ryan. It will cost them way too much money. Way too much money. And I feel like Atlanta wants to win with him since he got them to the Super Bowl before and then, you know, since jinxed it. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I I I don't know if they're gonna, because I have to. I'd have to look at Matt Ryan's contract again. But he, he's not going all. anywhere anytime soon for the amount of money that they're gonna lose if they get rid of him. All right, Matt Ryan's base salary this year is two mil, but his prorated bonus. There's your problem. Mm-hmm. Twenty four point nine million. That's dollars. a lot. So his cap number is actually $26.9 million. And because they structured his bonuses into the later rounds of the contract, if they cut him before June 1st, it would cost them $38 million against the cap. Yeah, they can't do that. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Let me correct that. $38 million more. The cap hit would be $65.4 million. It would be a net loss against the cap to cut him. Now, here's, here's where I think we have to have a conversation about Atlanta's plans. In 2022, his base salary goes to 16 mil with another $24 million prorated and a roster bonus. That makes his cap number 48.6 million. But if they cut him before June 1st in 2022, they only take a $40 million hit they can save $8.1 million against the cap by cutting Matt Ryan in 2022 before June 1st. Mm. So does it make sense for Atlanta to pull a Green Bay and draft the successor now? Mm. I don't know. That's, that is a very tough question because, yeah. They have a new general manager. I don't think this general manager is necessarily married to Matt Ryan. No, but the owner is, isn't the owner married to Matt Ryan? He might be. It's uh, Arthur Blank loves his quarterbacks. 
Love that it. was his name. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. I blanked <laughs> on his name. <laughs> Aha! Ah, who's joke. Who's that guy? <laughs> where are we going to who's that guy for owners? But uh, I think it's possible the Falcons go quarterback in an effort to draft Matt Ryan's successor, and they cut Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan basically becomes the Philip Rivers of 2022. Oh, sad. I can't win anywhere. Oh, and by the way, <laughs> you know how old Matt Ryan is? How old is he? Turns 36 this year. No shit. Really? 1985. Oh, yes. my God. Oh, God damn it. In, how long has he been in the league? Let me pull up his numbers. He's been in the league since 2008. <laughs> oh, my God. I Wow. Time, time is a weird thing. Time is a weird, weird concept. Now, to be fair, he's 113 and 92. That's a pretty good win percentage, but he hasn't had a winning a winning season since 2017. Thanks, Cinch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the only thing. So here's here's the only key stat. <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> He's led the league in the last two years in completions. Really? What does that tell you about a team? That he's, he's not throwing the he, ball he's all not throwing the it time. to Julio Jones. I know that. <laughs> it says to me that they're always down 27-10 in the fourth quarter and he's trying to bring them back. <laughs> this is true. They Atlanta honestly Atlanta nearly needs to work on their defense more than their offense. <laughs> so so quarterback is well let's see what else they have. Where where are they? Uh Atlanta Falcons. There you are. Quarterback, tight end, edge rusher, and offensive tackle are their main concerns, mm -hmm. according to Action Network. So I'm not convinced that Atlanta doesn't draft quarterback, particularly seeing as there's only five of them worth a damn in the draft. True. If they don't draft QB, they're not getting a QB this year. So their question is, do we think we can win with Matt Ryan this year? Because if they can't win with Matt Ryan this year, they've got to cut him. And just and take and just take the loss and walk away. And take the the small hit against the cap as small. So wait, what was the small. what was the hit against the cap next like next year, forty million? Yeah, but it would be it's uh forty point five, mm -hmm. but his cap number is forty eight point six if they keep him. So it would be a net savings of $8.1 million to cut him before June 1st of 2022. Oh, okay. Hmm. And you just, just pull, just, just trade him, pull a golf. Yeah. Just trade him. He's an old man, but there's teams out there that like old man quarterbacks. Look at the Colts. Look at, <laughs> look at the Look at the Colts. Trade him now. Trade him now. I mean, his cap number is actually, what is his cap number this year? 26.9. It's wow. just if you cut him because of the dead money tied to the end of the contract that it's it's not good to cut him. But trade him now if you really want to make a move. But I'm just saying it makes sense for Atlanta to draft a quarterback. But you're right. I agree completely with Craig. They are the question mark of the first round. We know that the first three players going 90% chance are going to be quarterbacks. Yeah, I'm just not sure about the third one, but yes. The, the Niners are your first wild card, but I don't think what the Niners do changes what Atlanta does. No, Whatever because San Francisco, yeah, go yeah, ahead. the 40, I think the 49ers are drafting a quarterback, but I think they're going to draft Justin Fields. Like, I feel they should draft Justin Fields and not Mac Jones. And I don't think that that matters to Atlanta. I don't no, think it does. That doesn't. 
I think Atlanta's if Atlanta wants quarterback, they know they can put four names on their list in whatever order they want, and whoever's there is there. Now here's here's something interesting to look at that I don't have the numbers in front of me, but Atlanta's always had like really good tight ends for mm-hmm. Matt Ryan to throw to. And I feel like the Hayden Hurst experiment did not work. Nope, because tight end is listed as one of their primary which needs. Which is making me think they're going to draft Kyle Pitts for Matt Ryan. Uh, that's my that's my guess. Which is where this conversation went. So this, this conversation started earlier today when Craig stumbled upon an article on CBS Sports where somebody summarized and said, Atlanta's going to trade down with New England so that New England can trade up and get a quarterback, and thusly, Pitts is going to fall to Cincy. And Craig's initial reaction was, why on God's name, earth, would we draft a tight end? When we, we have, have like four. Six of them. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. The problem is, their names are CJ Uzoma and Drew Sample. And neither one saves you money by keeping them. And neither one, to me, is great in being kept, in my opinion. Hmm. Tight end, in my analysis, there are three names on the list and only one name at 90 plus. So that's only one tight end in the first round is what you're. Essentially. Okay. Essentially, there is one blue chip tight end out there and he's going to go in that first round and whatever team gets him can basically have their coaching staff turn towards the camera in their war room and just flip it off. (laughs) Because they just took the one tight end that everybody else is like, well, you know what? If that guy falls to us, we're going to grab him. Right. So you're thinking Kyle Pitts is going to go to a team whether they need a tight end or not. Well, there's the other thing. There's the other thing. So now I look at the Bengals' needs. Tight end is a secondary need behind wide receiver and offensive tackle. Mm-hmm. Well, we just talked about offensive tackle being a very weak position in terms of strength, right? Mm-hmm. But there's still offensive tackles out on the free agent market. There are. And that's the big thing. Mitchell Schwartz, old, but he's still out there. Alejandro Villanueva from the Steelers, 33 years old. He's still out there. Eric Fisher from the Chiefs, old, still out there. Didn't actually there didn't the Chiefs there. Didn't the Chiefs cut two of their draft picks for tackles? Cut two of their draft picks? You mean like two not of their... their draft, like two tackles that they've drafted recently. Didn't they cut both of them? Schwartz and Fisher, but they were no, it wasn't recently. They were both in their thirties. Oh, okay. 30s. oh, okay. They're gotcha. both in their thirties, and Fisher, both of them got hurt this year. Fisher's been hurt all the time. Schwartz has been very dependable, except um, now he's got a back injury and he's 32. But if you need a guy for one year, it's doable. Mm-hmm. And so I'm the I'm the Bengals there, and I'm saying to myself, okay, I need wide receiver and offensive tackle. Here's the thing about wideouts. There's nine decent ones in the draft. There's nine guys that meet that qualification on my list, nine of them. The problem is, There are, and I don't understand this because I double-checked the math and somehow it works out, there are 33 teams looking to draft a wide receiver. (laughs) Which just um, says to me, somewhere in my list, someone has wide receiver as a primary. There it is. The Bears. I just just saw it. Poor Sean. The Bears Bears are so bad at wide receiver, they need a primary and a secondary one. So they count as two teams on this list. (laughs) 33 teams in a 32-team league need wide receivers. 
So if you're the Bengals, and I know that would be what you would want to see. Who do you want to see go to the Bengals? I know you've said this I mean, before. I think because I feel like the Bengals, especially since they signed um, Moss, the tight end, who they did actually want at the end of last year's draft, but they didn't call him in time, is Jamar Chase. Because I feel like they're trying to recreate what LSU had. Yeah. And, and to me, this is going to show how much of a sway a quarterback has in your draft planning. That's a fair point. You know, Joe so Burrow like if, if Patrick Burrow Mahomes, if, for example, walked up to the Chiefs and be like, hey, I really want this wide receiver when you go to the draft. Like, how how much does a team take that into consideration? What What do you mean if that happened? It did happen last year. Oh, it did? Yes. With the Kansas City Chiefs the night before. This is this is public record, by the way. Andy Reid texted Mahomes with like two or three names and said, this is what we're down to in the first round. What's your preference? And Mahomes responded with one word, Clyde. Oh, oh. this was a huge story last year. Oh, that's it was right. A, it was that's a right. joke. It was like, it was like Andy Reid was just like, you know what? We were stuck on these things. And we said, let's see what Patrick thinks. And Patrick responded with one word, and that's the guy they got. Yeah, so... I don't know. I feel like I feel like Joe Burrow has that sway in Cincinnati right now. So for now, for now, anyway, for now. All right. So let's I, I believe it or not, we're running out of time Sad. already, but let's and we're going to we're going to have to pick up player by player. So here's your here's your your homework assignment for next week or the week after, depending on how our farming goes. <laughs> we're going to sit down. I want to hear I want to hear from you because I did most of the talking on this. I want to hear from you the players you like and what what you like about them. Because I know you watch a lot more college football than I do. I went to a basketball school. It's sad. My team didn't even play college football this year. UConn was the first team to get the hell out of college football this year. Oh, sad. Yeah, didn't play a single game this year. Poor Dano. He was a quarterback there. Yeah, best quarterback in in school history, and that's saying something. (laughs) Um, I totally lost my train of thought. Sorry. Okay, no, here. So we are in agreement that the first three picks are a quarterback. That Jacksonville, the Jets. All right, so Jacksonville and the Jets, we're, we're, how confident are we? I'm 100% confident those are, those are both quarterbacks. Those are both quarterbacks, 100%. Now add in the Niners. Jaguars, Jets, Niners. I'm, I'm like 80%. And what did you say, 80? 80. Uh, I would say 90 and this right is now. presuming no trades, by the right, way. Presuming right, no right, trades. Right. All right, so you're a little more confident that the first three picks are going to be quarterbacks than I am. Right. Now add in the Falcons. I There goes everything right into a side See, of a mountain. All right, so that's where I was going with this. So you really think Atlanta is a complete wild card, and everything that happens after that depends on what they and then Cincinnati does. Yeah, for you know, for all we know, they're going to take Silwell or they're going to take Sertain. Because let's face it, they do need a they do need help on their defense or Parsons. So who the hell knows what Elena's going to do? The the nightmare scenario for Miami at six is the Falcons taking Pitts, like you said, and then the Bengals taking Chase. And then they, yeah, because the Dolphins are looking at the best two players on the board. Wait a minute, where's my big board here? The big board. The best player available. Presuming that Zach Wilson went in those first three, mm-hmm. is Devonta Smith from Alabama mm-hmm. or Jalen Waddle from Alabama? Mm-hmm. 
that's you know well you know who else is still there then Panesa well yeah we're forgetting Panesa well in a in a draft that is so thin at tackle there's seven good ones he's a top are, one there are 27 teams that can upgrade a tackle <laughs> yes <laughs> that's not a joke I'm looking at the list right now I actually had the spreadsheet create a pivot chart nice so I could look at how many 19 teams have offensive tackle listed as a primary need and eight more have it as a secondary or a team is so bad. They have it twice. Either way, <laughs> there's 27 slots for offensive tackle. And there's and how many? Nine, seven, seven, seven solid prospects. That's why I think Mitchell Schwartz and Eric Fisher are going to find jobs. Oh yeah. They'll definitely, I mean, depending on their injury, but yes. Yeah. There are, it's just, it's, it's insane. It's insane to look at this and say, well, these are what teams are looking for in the draft. And I see these numbers, even if I just add up, hold on really quick. I'll do this on the fly. Yeah. Just the primary. So I just want to see how many primary needs there are in this draft, not even taking position or anything into account. There are 120 slots. That teams, according to the Action Network, are primary areas of concern that they want to address in the draft. But there's only 65 top prospects. Hmm. That means half your needs are going unmet. Or for every team that figures out a way to need its needs, somebody else gets screwed. And it's not a balanced calculation. The 49ers, their primary need, according to Action Network, is just quarterback. That's it. They have a ton of secondary needs, but they only have one primary. Meanwhile, the Bears, sorry, Sean, their primary <laughs> needs are quarterback, offensive tackle, wide receiver, quarterback, and inside linebacker. So, so sorry, the Bears, the Bears need a new team, is what you're is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes, think about that. So, quarterback and wide receiver, an offensive tackle, and an inside offensive lineman. So, two of your five slots on the <laughs> offensive line need to be seriously upgraded. And you need a quarterback and a wide receiver. Wow. Oh, and by the way, you still need a, cor- a cornerback upgrade. So they have five primary needs. And they're, where are they drafting? Hold on, I got it on the screen. Uh, where are you? Bears, Bears. They're drafting 20th. Oh, dear. They weren't that good. How did they fit? Wait, Washington was a playoff team. Yeah, but remember how bad the NFC East was? But don't they seed automatically, or is that just the Super Bowl players? It's just the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's BS. I'm sorry. You should. They were six and whatever, or seven and something. And what's that? What was their record? Seven and something. Seven and nine. But you should, if you're a playoff team, I don't care what your record is. The playoff, you should be seeded based on your finishing in the playoff, and then record as a secondary. No, I, I agree with that. I mean, Cleveland picks before Baltimore, and Cleveland was in the, the second Sunday. I don't think Baltimore was. Baltimore didn't make the second Sunday. Nah, uh, I don't think they did. Jacksonville's picking 25th. Well, that's their second pick, so that doesn't really count. I, I just, oh, I don't get it. Don't get it. No. Nope. Right, anyway, we're out of time. Sad. Um, yeah, we'll be back either next week or the week after. Hey, it's the off season. We do what we want. That's right. Um, that's right. We'll be back uh, to, to finish. Craig is going to bring us his draft analysis. I focus mainly on procedure today. I focus mainly on where we think people will go and what we think may happen. I do think the first four picks come hell or high water are going to be quarterbacks. I'm going to say 65% chance. 
that all four are quarterbacks. That's my personal take on it. Um, but uh, leave us a review wherever you listen to us uh, on Stitcher, on Player FM, on iHeartRadio, on Apple Podcasts. Apple was our first home. We love Apple. Please leave us a review wherever you listen to us. Reach out to us. We are at FignutsDFS on Twitter. We now have a Twitter manager. The Cinch is the Twitter manager. So please, uh, disclaimer right now, any <laughs> love that's given to Tom Brady or the New England Patriots are explicitly the uh, opinion of the Cinch and not necessarily of the podcast itself, even though it's on the official podcast page. Um, just keep that in mind. There's a Patriot fan at, with his finger on the button, which is how we want it. But <laughs> I, I logged in like a week or two ago, and it was like, "Who's the best? Who's your favorite player of all time?" And uh, our official <laughs> response was Tom Brady. I'm like, "What? What?" <laughs> and that's absolutely true for Sidge. He's <sighs> absolutely being honest, but he also—I think he knew deep down. Yeah, he knew that button. He knew that was going to piss one of us off. It was just a matter of who saw it. That's right. It was just who saw it. But anyway, reach out to us it, on Twitter and uh, Instagram. We'll get back to you. And Instagram. We're now on Instagram, mainly to post pictures of beers we're drinking. Because why not? Why not? Um, we are reachable on email, fignutsdfs at gmail.com. And we are also on Facebook, the Football Fignuts podcast. Craig, final thought. Final thoughts? Uh, I don't want to scare anybody, but it's almost no longer the off season. So start paying attention. Don't, don't, don't say that. <laughs> The problem, the problem with the NFL offseason is this tremendous buildup to the draft. Then we have a week after the draft where everyone analyzes every draft pick into the ground. Mm-hmm. And then we have nothing for another two months. And then it's yeah. more quiet. Yeah, that's true. It, com- it's that's like true. A, it's, it comes in waves. It's waves. February and August, July. Yeah, it's waves. So, yes, but the season will be upon us before we know it. So definitely get your, your preparation. Hey, listen. Take my advice. If you are if you are vaccinated and you are safe to do so, while you have a free moment from football, go watch a damn baseball game. <laughs> Which reminds right. me, I, I I meant to ask you this yeah. off the air. I don't want to forget about it again. We're sure. thinking about picking a day to go up to the Hartford Yard Goats. Do you want to go? Ooh, yeah. I haven't been. I first of all, I haven't been to a baseball game in over two years, and uh, the Yard Goats are uh, are a smaller facility, and I know a guy on the inside, so I might be able nice. to get us an upgrade. And isn't actually. Um... Uh, there's there a brewery near there too? There might be. Hmm, interesting. There might be one or two. Alvaria might be like twenty minutes away. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Just we'll figure it out. <laughs> anyway, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we will be back either next week or the week after. I'm not committing to anything firm because I might want to go farming. But we will be back to finish up our draft research before the draft begins. Thank you so much for listening. Until next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast.